Hello again, welcome to part two of episode number five of the podcast. Um, this section is going to discuss the free agency that's coming up for the basketball. And yeah, let's get started. So, it's that time of year again, that wonderful time of year, where I, probably the most hyped up free agency for a while, I think. Yeah. In terms of the quality of players and the amount of players and the quality throughout probably good 10, 15, the top 15 players. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of touring. There's been a lot that's changed since the start of the season when we knew this this agency was coming up. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, obviously, the top guy in the draft was Kevin Durant. Um, he was playing for the Warriors. It was looking like everything was going plain sailing for him in terms of he was playing for the Warriors in the playoffs and then got that quote-unquote calf strain um, against, was it Houston? It was Houston, wasn't it? Yeah. It was against Houston in the playoffs and then he went off for the month and came back and then returned for the finals against Toronto and then completely, I think he completely tore his Achilles, didn't he? Um, which completely knocked everything skew with in terms of what was going to happen with him. Um and then to add another layer to it, you've then got Clay Thompson, who's one of the best probably shooters of all time. Um, it could be argued, very much should be argued, who also plays for the Warriors, um, who I can't remember initially what it was that he injured in the first game where he got injured against Raptors, but he went off and he came back. And then in the, the last game of the finals, tore his ligaments and his knee. And almost looked like he was going to come back on and then quickly realised that that wasn't a good idea. So you're looking at probably two of the top four or five picks in agency that you were probably going to be looked at and trying to be fought over, although you would argue Clay's probably going to go back to the Warriors anyway. Um, obviously, there was a big discussion about KD um, getting injured and sidelined for pretty much the majority of next season. Um, which has sort of thrown all the preconceived plans that were there for teams out the window and there's been a little bit more rejigging in terms of who's going to go where. Um, obviously, it comes down to the player's decision at the end of the day, but things can change because of injuries, especially injuries of this type, um, which do which Clay is probably going to come back at some point towards the end of next season. There's an argument that Durant doesn't come back at all next season and just sits the, the first season of his next contract out. Yeah. And there's also lots of great stories in terms of the guys below them and in amongst them, which we'll go through and explain why that's important and obviously where we think that they, they might be going. So yeah, and also to add the other layer to it, into this draft, you've got the Lakers who got the trade for Anthony Davis since in the end, in the end um, which which we'll get into in terms of the trade and, and the quality of the trade and, and who has benefited from it but also in terms of that trade that's opened up cap space for the Lakers to go out and get some free agents who then have since opened up more cap space and now have the ability to get one of those top agents as well to go alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis which could make a world of difference depending on which way you look at it so we'll discuss our thoughts on the AD move and what the Lakers should do with that extra budget that they've got um, and also we'll discuss what how 
how the teams are possibly going to look as a result of this draft um, going into it. So let's start from the top. I think and work our way through sort of the the top ten, as we'll okay. we'll, we'll say. We might have a bit about who's actually in that top ten towards the towards the end. I'll, I'll I will take your. I haven't thought this much into it, so I, we will just take your ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going from I, the, my tens come from sort of the list that you see on ESPN and 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 okay. all sort of the yeah. big sites and, and people oh. like that. Um, so obviously number one um, is KD Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Basically, if for those of you who don't know, the entirety of the story of the season has been that Kevin Durant is probably going to end up with the New York Knicks. Yes. And for those of you who do not know who the New York Knicks are, or how the New York Knicks are currently doing in this current time, let's just say it isn't pretty. It, it, could, it could be better. It could be better. Um, they've got one of the worst records, I think, going... If you look at a five-season span, they've probably got either the worst or next-to-worst record. The Knicks... Are, are basically crying out for someone like KD to come and play for them. They've basically cleared cap space by trading a bunch of guys to make sure they get a top guy like KD. And everyone was everyone in New York was very happy at the fact that probably KD was going to join them. Pro may still happen, but then with the injury, everyone's kind of thinking, oh, that means we're losing a season of him and potentially more, depending on how he comes back. So... Yeah, it's not it's not a great scenario for him. Obviously, there's been a lot of conversation about whether he should have come back in to play for the Warriors or not with the with the calf strain that he he's, he would have got he has gotten I should say against Houston. But where do you think the KD to Knicks still happens? No. No. Where do you think he's going? I think he stays. Do you think he's going to stay? Yeah. Okay. But, but, but this this might be a precursor of what I think is actually going to happen this free agency, but. The injury changed everything. Yeah. Because the only reason they brought him back was because they couldn't play the Raptors without him. Mm-hmm. Like after after like after two games it was obvious mm-hmm. that they needed him. Okay. And so the whole point with Durant is he's always wanted to be needed. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors have basically basically showed that they can't the way the league is Going in a sense of how teams are now built to combat this iteration of the Warriors, mm-hmm. they need Durant, mm-hmm. and so I think that somehow, don't ask me how, mm-hmm. somehow he will stay. Also, Achilles injuries are the worst, mm-hmm. for, especially for basketball players. We need that mm-hmm. short. We need that once like explosion. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The, I will be surprised if someone bets on an Achilles injury mm-hmm. in nowadays. Yeah, and I can see I can see the reason for that. My argument is, I think he, his heart was always set on moving away. Yes. I think there's still going to be plenty of teams. I, I say plenty of teams. I still think there are going to be a few teams who are going to take the gamble. I think there's probably two at a push. Yeah, maybe, maybe just two, but I think, and, that, and that, one of the, and one of those is one of those is the Knicks. Yeah, one of those is the Knicks. Yeah, and the other team that I've got in my head, I think they will look elsewhere, mm-hmm. because if if the team that we're probably both thinking of mm-hmm. is in a win now situation, you can't then spend a lot of money on a guy who's not going to be there for at least a year. Yeah. Yeah, I personally think he's going to the Knicks because I think the Knicks are going to basically say to him, 
are going to offer him the max and say, we'll, we'll take care of you, we'll give you everything you need. I think the fact that he's... I think the there seems to be a bit of a problem with how he came back because there seems to be... It may, it may just be... It may be rubbish. It may be just total lies and fabrication or whatever, but there seems to be some sort of backwards and forwards between the what he was told and whether or not he should have come back. And I think that may be something which gripes him a little bit. He started his treatment and is doing everything in New York already in terms of his medical treatment, which which may not be anything and maybe me just reading a little bit in too much of it, which is always possible. I but, mean, he did move his media thing to New York, so yeah. if he's doing that in the... If he's doing that to keep sane whilst he's... Whereas he's rehabbing his injury, then it makes sense when he'd be there. Yeah. So I think I think personally the Knicks will happen. Again, I won't I won't be too surprised if something does happen with the Warriors. I think they basically because they've got this new stadium coming in, the Warriors are saying we'll pay a luxury tax no matter how much it is because it's worth it. Yeah. Um I think the problem the problem with him going back to Warriors is is the scenario of him getting injured. And the sort of pressure that seems to be getting put on him to come back, even though if you've got a if, if it was a car strain and there was a risk of injuring whatever else was going underneath there, that maybe I understand what you're saying that you, they had to play him or he had to play to make to give them the best chance of beating the Raptors. But was it worth risking him losing more of his career, more time of his career from injury? Especially because when you look at the Achilles and how it's affected players in the past. He's if when he comes back, he's not going to be the same Kevin Durant. It's going to take him maybe a season or two to get to that top level again. It's very easy to say, "Oh, he came back in and then got injured." Mm-hmm. But if we agree, if we take the team at it at face value and say it was just a car strain and nothing to do with the Achilles, mm-hmm. and then he ruptured the Achilles mm-hmm. coming back. They're two separate injuries, and you can't really link them. Mm-hmm. Just because, it, like the the decision for the decision to bring an eight an eighty percent Kevin Durant back mm. in the playoffs at that time mm. made sense. Mm. The fact he then ruptured his Achilles halfway through the game he came back mm. shouldn't play into how you analyze the decision that was made. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and also I do actually believe that was the injury, because mm-hmm. if it wasn't, Durant's people would have leaked it. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't that he was waiting to go. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was he was practice he was practicing trying like he was he was showing that he was ready to go without ever without rocking the boat and saying, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I think they were all in agreement what the timeline was pretty much mm-hmm. going to be. And it was just when when the doctors clear, they probably said yeah. when the doctors clear you, we'll play you, mm-hmm. and they cleared him. Oh, yeah. then... I think I think the problem I think what's probably added to this whole suggestion that it might not have been what they first said, or there might have been something more to it, is that Iguodala has come out and in an interview in the past few days and said that they said I had a bruised, I had a bru something bruised in my leg, but bruised actually I had I, I had a, I had something it wasn't that it was actually a fracture or something was broken. Yeah. And I still played. So, like, there is something of a little bit of history of it, which is probably what people have then... Which is what has caused people to then jump... Maybe jump to a conclusion that maybe it's a similar sort of thing going on there. But, again, 
going back to what we're arguing about in terms of, or discussing, I should say, about the free agency, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't shock me if he stayed at the Warriors, but it would. It wouldn't shock me, but it would surprise me a little bit considering how much build there has been of him. He's going to the Knicks. It's the Knicks. It's nowhere else. If the Knicks are smart, I, I just think if the Knicks are smart, you don't. It, it's one of two minds. If you're the Knicks and you want to win, mm. and you know it's going to take a year, then you do go, okay, we we think Kevin Durant, like, we think Kevin Durant is the best, like, even a one that's a bit, like, a bit hampered mm-hmm. after, after he comes back. We still think he's the best, he's one of the best chances we've got. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So if you if you want to do that, then you pay him and then you let him stay a year. Mm-hmm. But if you wanting to, but if you don't, if you don't think he's going to be that top five caliber player when he returns, mm-hmm. why would you then spend the money? Why would you then give him the max, wait a year to find out that you were right in thinking that he wasn't actually that player? Yeah, I see. It, I see. It's, it's all about how it's all yeah. about where, how the Knicks project Durant to be. Yeah, I see. I see that point, but I think it's got to the point with the Knicks this because they've they've basically essentially put all the eggs in that basket, and they and to be fair with Durant, the way he plays is that yes, he does have that explosiveness and be able to get to the rim, but the way he shoots it, I don't think him scoring points is going to be a problem. He's seven foot. He shoots it at nine, ten foot. He's basically, if he wants to go, if he just wants to go shoot a bunch of long distance two pointers and score forty points on a night, he can easily go do it. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna change. I think the thing that's gonna change about his game is whether he can get as easily to the rim and attack that much as much as he used to. And if I and personally, I think he'll come back and he he might be. 90% of the player he was before or 80% of the player he was before but if he's that he's still one of the best players in the league because he's so far he's so far and above the other top two three guys or the top two or three guys are so far and above that even at a little bit of a drop you're still better than the rest of them in my opinion anyway but that's well I mean we're going to find out on Sunday probably what he's going to do um, or in the next week or two if it doesn't get announced because I mean, there is always that possibility that he might just sort of wait and see what he's gonna, what everyone else is doing, then decide what he's gonna do, depending on how everyone, where everyone lands. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens with him because I, st- I do think the Knicks are gonna put everything they can offer to him on the table. Um, it's just a shame that the injuries happened as it as it has really. So moving on from Kevin Durant, um, the next sort of. The next guy that everyone's been talking about free agency for is um, mainly from the beginning of the season um, is Kyrie Irving, and there's been a lot of discussion about whether he's going to the Knicks as well alongside KD. Because when the stories were first coming out about them going wherever they were going next, it was very much as a package. People are saying with recent events that very much may have changed. Um, There's been a lot of big rumours as to where he's going strong rumours it appears that he's going to the Nets um, and to be honest after looking at those reports and and hearing obviously what insiders have got and, and, and hearing that I think I'm I'm going along with that Yeah, the Nets seem to make sense for him especially when you take into consideration 
Um, obviously, I don't. There was, especially with the way everything ended at Boston, there's no way he's staying there. Oh no, no, there's, there's, it's it's either Brooklyn or the Knicks. Yeah, it's Brooklyn or the Knicks, and I think out of the two, if you're Kyrie Irving, you're probably thinking Katie's not going to be there playing in the first season. Yeah, are the Knicks going to be winnable? The Nets have a much better foundation. Yeah. So I th- I think this is the year the Nets morph into a win now team. Yeah. And you put Kyrie on. I'm not entirely sure how it works. No, I'm not entirely given, sure how it works. G- given what they've already got, Kyrie's a weird fit. Yeah. But he is also better than what they've got. Yeah. And so you so you put him in and you you make it work down the line. Mm-hmm. I think this is whilst we're talking about Kyrie, I think this is a, this is a big season coming up for him. The reason I say that is because he left he left the LeBron situation in Cleveland because he wanted to have his own team. Yes. He goes to Boston and has his own team and it hasn't worked for various amount of reasons. And especially in the second season, I mean the first season he did get injured like towards the towards the end of it and missed the playoffs entirely because of his knee. He was fighting fit throughout the, basically the entirety of the season. They had moments where they looked like the Boston team we were expecting them to be. They were on and off. Yeah, it was it was a, it was weird because yeah. I like we have proof of me going. Boston will come out the east. Yes. Well, they've got the talent. And I have it recorded. I will unveil if need be. <laughs> it never happened. And yeah. I still can't work out why it didn't. Yeah, I think there was a number of different factors. I think the way Kyrie rubbed them up the wrong way. Some people's noses were put out of joint. The way he played wasn't great. He made a lot of big claims and said a lot of things that probably didn't get help gel or help the situation um, morph into what it could have been. Um, the chemistry probably wasn't there because once Kyrie goes back into that team, he has a lot of the ball. The other guys aren't necessarily getting what they need to get out of the games to to perform at the level that we've seen them perform at. And... And then, I mean, you could just see it in that book series that he just, he was out the door. He, he just wasn't, he didn't care. It didn't look yeah. like he cared, really. Which is difficult to levy, which is difficult to throw that sort of thing at a professional sports person that they just don't care. But literally by, you could see it in game five and game six that you just thought it was gone anyway. What's the point? So yeah, I do think the Nets is where he's likely to end up. Which is surprising because if you'd said that when, uh, probably quarter way through the season, everyone was thinking, he's going with KD to the Knicks so for it to switch around a little bit and to go to the Nets is probably a little bit of a surprise but again I think I think it will be a good fit for him I think the, the season's important for him because he has to prove that he, he has to back up he's the player that he thinks he is that he can lead a team it might not necessarily happen the first season but you want to see some sort of shape of that starting to form and then you can say the second season the third season is where he goes out and he competes for the championships and I think he's got the basis of that to do that on the net. It's just whether or not he has the ability to do it. Because I think the the longer it goes on for him being the same, the more people are going to say, have we seen you as being as good as you are because you played with LeBron? Which I don't think is necessarily fair because as a ball hander, as a point guard in the league, he is one of the best. Yeah. But it doesn't, it won't stop that chatter from happening if he doesn't start to show that he can do that and back up what he was saying he can be so yeah I think the next couple of seasons are going to be very big for Kyrie so from Kyrie we move on to 
possibly the most painful one for Millie in the list is Kawhi Leonard. I think that's it, Marcus. <laughs> well, he's announced that he's taking his option for next season. Yeah. For 25, 25 million, I think yeah. it is. And to be fair, I think most Raptors fans are like, yep, give him it. After, after winning the title, it's art. Still, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say it factors into what happens with Kawhi. Uh-huh. A lot. Um, Kawhi, I still think is going to be this. It's I, hard. It's hard to argue. It's hard to disagree with that. It's. I mean. I mean, Toronto gave the like. This playoff is the best pitch, like. You can possibly give. Possibly give. Like, I, I said four playoffs out if, well, in the middle of playoffs. As long as we get to the Eastern Finals and it's close, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. And, like, we won the damn thing. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is us. This is your team if you want it. Mm-hmm. And if he goes, he goes. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I think he's won. I don't think anything has changed, mm-hmm. even though he has won a title and it's got finance MVP mm-hmm. it's like the reason he wanted to go still hasn't changed mm-hmm. and so if that was such an overriding thing that everyone said it was going to be a one year rental then I don't know what's changed to, mm-hmm. to go against it yeah and I can and so, uh, yeah. I think this is one of those ones though I don't think it's as obvious that he's going to the Clippers as people are making out to be I'm very in my head, I'm 50-50 about if he goes to the Clippers or the Raptors. I think it depends on why you think he's why you think the Clippers were in play to begin with. The if, cli- if you thought the clip, if you thought the Clippers were willing to do everything for him, and that it was a longer term better option for to win a championship than the Raptors, then obviously that's changed. Mm-hmm. If you think the reason you want to go to Clippers is he's a very, he seems like a very introverted mm-hmm. character. He wants to, and he's been like he grew up in LA, mm-hmm. and he wants to go back home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hasn't changed. No, that hasn't changed. <laughs> but I think that the thing, the thing that it harkens back to your argument about this run, the run could have changed things for him and made him think that I can still win here for the next two or three yeah, seasons. I, I mean, like the. The Toronto pitch is, well, we won it last year, we're going to bring everyone back, are you in? Yeah. That's the pitch. Yeah, and he's and the he's got pitches with a few of the teams. Um, I think he's pitching with five or six of the teams, and the Raptors are last in that pitch list. Yeah, because they already, because basically, we, we, you already know what the pitch is. You know? Yeah. You yeah. Like, I think at this point, if you haven't sold him on staying, you're not. Yeah. That's fair, and I, and I can understand that. I think also the other thing you've got to take into consideration is that a, a lot has developed at Toronto. Obviously, there's a chemistry there. If you look at how the season's going to potentially look next, how it's going to look in the league next season, there's going to be about six, seven, or eight teams who are all in contention to win it. It's not going to be, can you beat the Warriors? It's going yeah. to be. I mean, the Warriors are down too. It's like, open. It's, it's open. Season, so it's yeah. it's an open. It's open reign for everybody. Everyone's gonna have a chance at it, and I think if Kawhi stays at the Raptors, the Raptors instantly go into that top two or three. Yeah, and I think that it it doesn't necessarily have to be a long contract. It could be one or two years. Oh, it, I, 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 
I think the what the Raptors should do is offer a one plus one mm-hmm. player option mm-hmm. and go. We'll bring her back one last year. We'll bring, we'll bring her back. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll, we'll bring her back next year. And if you still want to leave, you can leave. Mm-hmm. And but if you want to go, if if we do it again or we get close, you want to do a third year, then by all means. Mm-hmm. That's then it's your choice. Yeah, have a player friendly have a pre- player friendly mm-hmm. one plus one and go. Yeah. We'll leave it up to you again, because Yeah. And I think that the other thing to consider, which I obviously, because he's such an introvert, there's no way to even tell how Kawhi Leonard thinks. But the other thing to take in consideration is the contract, because with the Raptors, he's looking to get about I think it was like 184 million yeah. over four years. And if he doesn't go to the Raptors, the contract goes down to about 140. Yeah, yeah, with the, crucially with the trade, we retain the bird rights, mm-hmm. so it means that we can. Offer more. Yeah, I, th- I think it's over five. I think mm-hmm. it goes to Toronto for four years mm-hmm. in the market, mm-hmm. and yeah, that might. But I don't think he'll want to sign a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't think. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I, I, don't think. I, I would be surprised. Like if he, I mean, he could sign a. He could sign a boy deal with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I suppose. But mm-hmm. I will be. I will be surprised if he signs a. He's more like. I think he's more likely to sign the four-year deal with the Clippers than he is Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Toronto Toronto's a short term thing. Yeah, it's he's, not he's, for like, like I said, I think anything more than two years at Toronto is pushing it. And I think the the one last point I will make, I think the thing that maybe has changed it for might change it for Kawhi recently is if you look at the Clippers and where they're at, at the minute, and also you look across at the guys that they share the stadium with, the yeah. Lakers, they've just got AD into the mix and potentially could get a third third guy if you're Kawhi looking at that you may be potentially thinking do I really want to go to Clippers and risk not getting a second guy who is going to help me because you're going to need that help if you go to yeah. the West yeah. but I think if if the uh, NBA Finals MVP mm-hmm. calls and says I want you to be my number two I think that's Kawhi yeah, I think I, I don't think they would struggle to find. No, a I don't think I don't think they would struggle to find a second guy. But there is always that chance that they, they might not be able to find they, somebody. They will struggle to find a second guy. Uh, they will struggle to find a second guy until Kawhi signs. Yes. Like they can't they can't bring in a guy think Kawhi's going and then mm-hmm. go. Oh, dear, he didn't go. Yeah, I and I think for me, with Kawhi, it could literally be one of those. It's even going to be. It's one extreme or the other. He's decided already, or he's deciding on the day. Yeah. I think he's decided already. Yeah. I, th- I think he decided a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I'd say things could change and things might have changed for him in his head and and to be fair I don't think there's going to be any ill will from the Raptors fans if oh, he no, does no. go. Like, like well, the whole point of doing the trade was to try and win a championship mm-hmm. in like the next two or three years and we did not year one. Yeah. Like it works. Yeah. Not no regrets it works. And also Actually, I've just thought of the other thing that that I've forgotten to mention before. One crucial component of it that may help Toronto is that and I can't remember the guy's name. You're gonna to have to tell me who he is. The GM. The G- ma 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 maj ma maji uh, Yes, but yes. The the basically oh, the GM that brought him here and yes. Kawhi has basically praised to high heaven about. Yeah. Got a big offer from Washington. Yeah. 
and didn't go and has yeah. decided that he's going to stay yeah. I think that could be a big pull for Kawhi as well yeah. and the fact that you have the front I, office that's treated you so well and given you everything you possibly wanted him staying might be yeah. something that swings it I don't know I, th- I think that I like the reason you said it was just like I'm I'm really happy for mm-hmm. Toronto and like did from the sound from his message it didn't matter who came in he was mm-hmm. going to say no yeah. which is a nice thing to have yes so, we'll move on from a very tricky one to discuss to probably the easiest one on the list. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson. Resigned. He's, he's resigning with the he's Warriors. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, the next one is Kemba. Kemba Walker. He's currently at Charlotte. I think he will replace Kyrie at Celtics. And I 100% agree with that. And I think it makes all the sense in the world for all him to the, do all, that. All the sense in the world. And I think it is a really good fit as well. Yeah. I think that... That and and it's weird how the there was a, almost a perception after the boss the way Boston went out was that it was all very downdrain. Are we going to have to start the process again? Are we going to have to rebuild? Do this, that, and the other. But bringing Kemba in yeah. changes that perspective of oh no, we may be a contender now. The the thing with Kemba mm-hmm. is the fact that Charlotte can offer a lot more. Yes. So it so. When you're play- because he got onto that All NBA team. He got onto the third one, yeah. He got to the third one, so he is eligible for the Supermax. For the Supermax. So you are asking Kemba to walk away from a lot of money. A lot of money mm. per year mm-hmm. and have a ne- have a year less on the contract. Yeah. And if you're uh, like not to be disparaging to Kemba. Mm-hmm. But that offers only on the table once. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, it, I, it, like the smart, the smart thing to do mm-hmm. would be to be signed. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I like Boston could quite easily say like, yeah, like all the pieces are here. Yeah, and that's and that's <laughs> the thing I want to draw on. All the pieces here with, with you, we could like. Win yeah, these. that's 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 the thing I want to draw on. Is this? listening to Kemba in his interviews throughout the past season his language changed from oh I love it I love it here in Charlotte he's always been he's always been very positive yeah. about Charlotte and what they've done for him but the past few months have changed from that to being I want to be in a team that wins yeah. money isn't necessarily the prob- the thing for me at the moment it's about I, I mean, want to be successful because he's played in Charlotte for so long now yeah. and I- they've struggled for so long and he's kind of like I'm doing everything I can here but there's nothing around me to help me if if you're being um, optimistic with that, you would say he's willing to take a pay cut even to stay in Charlotte. He's he has he's and and the the reports coming out from like Wojnarowski and all these big guys um, who are very much insiders are that he's offered that to Charlotte to say I will take a pay cut so you could go get me someone else. Yeah. But apparently the talks have haven't been very good, and that's why he said right well. I'm off to someone like Boston because apparently, apparently Dallas have a meeting with him as well. Apparently Dallas is someone that are going in for him. I don't know how they pay. Dallas have about twenty eight in cap yeah. space or something. Something no, around they, that they line. Can make, they can make it work. Yeah. So I think that there is there is they potential. Would be very light. Yes. I mean they very light in bodies if they did that. Yeah. But. Um. So, I think that, Kemba going to Boston is probably. A, probably the, the way it's going to go uh, moving on from Kemba 
Um, we have my worst fear. Jimmy Butler, do you think he moves or do you think he stays at the 76ers? I have no idea. I literally have no idea. I have, I have no idea what the Sixers will do. Mm-hmm. I know what the Sixers should do. What do you think the Sixers should do? Well, they've made their bed. They've got a line there. So, oh. so you have to win it back. You have to sign both Butler and Harris. Okay. Because you've tra- you've basically traded away all the assets to end up at this point. Mm-hmm. The fact that the point you've ended up at isn't actually probably what you should have mm-hmm. is another thing entirely. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you've got no other chips, so you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You've kind of you've backed up and caught it for at least another couple of years. Yes. The way I look at this with Jimmy Butler is, and something's changed recently in the past few days in, in that Houston has apparently fallen out and something to do a trade. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, so the way I, I see three scenarios. The first one is that he resigns. Mm-hmm. The second one is he goes to New York. Whether that's the Nets or the Knicks, that's up for debate. The third one is that's come out in the past couple of days is Houston. Now, how the Houston one works, I'm not 100% sure. I believe... That that would have to get messy. It would get messy, but that's on the table, apparently, is an option. So what's that? That must be a signing trade. A signing trade, yeah. It must be. It's a signing trade, yeah. So, the way I'm viewing it at the moment, what I want as a 76ers fan is I want us to re-sign Butler, because at the minute, I don't see us... If Butler goes we're going backwards and not forwards. If we have Butler, we are con- we are in the we are in that I think we're in that ring of contenders to compete for the championship over the next couple of seasons. Because Butler, even though people have said he has his injury problems and this, that, and the other, for the past couple of seasons he's been relatively fine. He seems to be okay. He is thirty, I believe. So he is by the end of his contract he is gonna be 34, 35. But at if you look at the way the Sixers are, are their, their entire squad at the moment, Butler is the closer. We don't have anyone else. Ben Simmons isn't taking the shot at the end of the game. Embiid might take it, but he's very flaky at the moment with his three-point shooting. He doesn't necessarily have the ability to close games out. Butler is the guy... If we didn't have Butler, we wouldn't be taking Toronto to a great M7. I'd argue we may struggle to get out the first round with the Nets. So, personally, I want us to re-sign Butler, and I want him to re-sign. Butler's a weird fit. I don't think... If you replace what you would pay for Butler for two players who fit what Philly want to do, mm-hmm. it's not... I don't want to say it's not a drastic mm-hmm. um, trade-off, but it's a trade-off I wouldn't be against. Mm-hmm. Just, just for a system fit because you've got too many cooks, mm-hmm. really, at the mm-hmm. moment. But that's my point. Of, the same, what the seventy six should do is, whether you 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 made this position, you you either you you either take a hit on the players you got and hope that the system you want to play mm-hmm. in works, mm-hmm. or you sign the guys and you let them work them out because they're good players, mm-hmm. and so it's. Yeah, uh, and I think I think the likely result who, is who, that. Who would Houston even? Sorry, I'm I'm still I'm still stuck on this. Tra- I'm still stuck on the sign and trade thing. Who would Houston even? I think it's basically. The other side? I think it's basically a mixture of 
people below Harden and Paul. I think it's like a Pella? bunch of them. Yeah. That would be interesting. But I don't want to talk about that because it's not going to happen. He's going to resign and it's all going to be Rosie and we're going to lift, we're going to lift it next season. Okay. So, moving on from Butler. The next it's, guy is Harris. Yeah, so I was like, do you want to do Harris, like, do you want to do Harris at this point? I think Harris, we should re-sign Harris because we've traded for him this season and the reason we brought him in. That's the logic I would go with, but I think out of everybody who may be swayed to go somewhere else, Harris might be the guy. I would, if you could only sign one between Harris and Butler, who would you sign? I would sign Butler. You want an explanation why? I don't don't want an explanation why. I was just surprised how quickly you answered that. The reason I say that is because Harris hasn't really, Harris has been good, yeah, but he hasn't. It doesn't seem like he's meshed well. But that's that's because that I think that's because Butler doesn't mesh with this. Not not Harris. I think Harris works fine. If you if you put him, if you put if you put Harris in what in the Butler position, but don't play as much pick and roll, mm. I think it quite. I think it works mm-hmm. quite well. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you can have an argument of signing Harris, let Butler walk, and then fill out, get get a couple of people for the money you've saved on Butler. Mm. Yeah, you and could, I could I could see an argument for that. You could also you could also sign Butler, let Harris walk, and then sign a couple of yeah um, younger JJ Reddicks. Yeah, and yeah. that also works. Yeah. So, the the thing my problem the problem is is that I think Philly are in the mode of we have to compete now. Yes, that's that, that was my point. You you like you've made the bed, you've got that in it. Yeah. You, you can't go. Oh, this hasn't really worked. We can change six it months, now. Like, like you yeah. can't you can't say this hasn't worked six yeah. months after you've done it. Yeah, and I personally, because of because of how I've seen him play in the playoffs, he's Butler is more instrumental at the end of the season, and if we finish say for example. Say we finish fourth next season, because I I think there's an argument that it's going to be Bucks, Raptors, and Celtics uh, top three. Yeah, no idea. We have no idea yet, but that's how that's how I'm thinking it might go. Anyway, if say for example that happens in Philadelphia for fourth, we're going we're going to need someone who can close it out. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that Simmons is going to develop something of a shot. I don't think that's going to happen. All he has to do is uh, all he has to do is um, build up a threat of a shot. He doesn't have to build up anything decent. He has to build up a threat of something decent. Yes, he has to. He, he has to have. He has to have something. And I don't. The problem is, I don't think he's going to I, to do it. I, I'd like to be. I'd like to be proven wrong. MB, I think, is the guy that's going to be there long term. I think he's the one that's going to be built around. For for next season, please put Embiid on a. Um, quote unquote. Um, what 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 do we call it? Was it a wasn't a ma- wasn't a mi- wasn't a managed minutes program for what? Load management. Load management. There we go. Yeah. And and I'm that's beat on a load man- like an extreme load management. So yeah. he's fit for the playoffs. Yes, I think that, and I think that's something that's going to be done a lot more across the teams across next year. I think you're going to see a lot of load management because they've seen Kawhi do load management and they've seen. But, I mean, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi's Sneaky isn't that athletic anymore. That's why we did it. Because <laughs> like it, when you when you like Kawhi's mechanics are so wonky, but yeah, actually look at his shooting form. Is that he barely gets off the floor? Mm-hmm. 
I know, but I'm just saying so you want because like you move. You're gonna give load management to those types of guys who are at risk of injury. Yes. I think next season you're gonna see it with LeBron. I you think should, yeah. I think you're gonna see it possibly with AD because of the, the niggling injuries he's had uh, in the past. You're gonna. See, I think you'll see it with Embiid because yeah, well you have to because with Embiid because of because if, of how yeah, he is. If Embiid isn't in the playoffs, you're screwed. Yeah. So you need him. Yes. And I think that this is going to be you could have arguments for five, six, seven, yeah. eight of those top guys that you, you're going to have to do it for. You don't win the title in December. No, they, they need to be there in the spring. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think that Harris, I could see going elsewhere, but as you say, they should. Ru- I think they should run it back and give it another season to yeah. to go. And then if you sign them, you have assets to trade. That's that's yeah, the thing. That's also fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that we've then got to Marcus Cousins Ooh. yeah I couldn't think of where he's going to land because I did initially think oh well he could go back to Warriors but the Warriors can only offer him 6.4 and I don't think he's going to be willing to take that Cousins needs a team that still believes that he can be the player he was Achilles injury mm-hmm. so he kind of needs a sucker mm-hmm which team can I think of that plays into the sucker almost? That has the cap space. Can you see where I'm going with this? Just say it. Next. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I did write, I have written down in squeaky tiny letters Knicks because I thought that might be the one place to. I mean, I don't. It's, it's a. He was kind of a moving turnstile in the playoffs. Mm. Defensive wise, mm. I mean, off- offensively, when when he was actually clock when he actually clocked in, he looked really good. Yeah, when he was on it, final it's, it's all Yeah. So you either put him on a, you either put him on a team where he doesn't have to defend as much, mm-hmm. which is not many, or you put like the Knicks traded Paul Zingis at the trade deadline mm-hmm. to make a big move this summer. And of the three people they were aiming for this summer, they missed they missed Zion in the lottery. We're unsure whether KD's going there, mm-hmm. and they probably won't get Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So they need to get someone, mm-hmm. or they will be riots. Yeah, right now. Yeah. They will be. Yeah. Be right. So yeah. So so cousins is cousins is the best name on the board. Mm-hmm. So you pay him and you work and you work it out from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna hate it because he. Like, because he was in the situation at the Kings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So he's going to hate it, but at the at this point, you might be one of the few people who are willing to offer yeah. what he wants. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a strange one, Cousins, because I don't necessarily think he might get 100% of what he wants, but he might get close to it. So I think, and also, like, if the, Knick, the Knicks did all this move to have a big swing free agency, they might panic. Mm-hmm. And just go, you know what? Yeah, so if KD, if KD announces he's not going... Yeah, if, if, K, if KD announces he stays, yeah. and Kyrie announces he's going to the Nets, the Knicks go, well, who the hell are we going after? Yeah, we need somebody. We need somebody. Yeah. Cousins is the best Cousins is the best guy in the board available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, you, you, could, you could see the Knicks overpay for Kemba, or mm-hmm. they could over... Well, or they could overpay for... Mm-hmm. I can't imagine Kemba going to the Knicks, but if yeah. if the Celtics don't materialise, the Knicks could offer everything. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. 
Um, the next guy on the list is Paul Zingas. For all intents and purposes, I think that's he's going to Dallas again. Yeah, um, like it's like just just be signed. The whole the whole point, the whole point of Dallas trading for him was for him to be signed. Mm-hmm. So just do it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing his combination with Doncic. Yeah, um, like. The only reason you don't re-sign Porzingis is if, with him now being in your possession, you realise why the Knicks traded him. Mm. Yeah. In which case you go, well, we got some bad contracts out of our books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're with the trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100% like, agree. That, that trade almost just makes sense if Porzingis comes back healthy. Mm-hmm. So there must have been, the Knicks must have been scared at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And then last but not least, I mean, there's a few other guys on there, but I think for the sake of it, we'll just keep it to the first 10. Um, D'Angelo Russell. Oh. I have a team where I think he would be a good fit in my head, and I think they've they've expressed interest. The Russell one depends on Kyrie. Mm -hmm. If Kyrie signs with the Nets, Russell will probably leave. Mm -hmm. If Kyrie doesn't sign with the Nets, Russell will be signed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm putting that as my proviso. Yes. Now I want to hear what your team is. <laughs> well, there's two there's two scenarios that have come up recently. Mm-hmm. The first one is he goes to the Lakers because the Lakers have shown a massive interest in him. Apparently, the Lakers trade him. You don't want to do that. I know, but they've they've said they what they have an interest in him. That that's all I'm saying. The second option is the option I would probably pick for him is Minnesota because if you look if you look at that team. They have Anthony Towns, they've got Wiggins, who's frustratingly not living up to his potential. If they put in someone like a D'Angelo Russell, I think they could become I think they could become a good t- like a strong team next season. If they gel together as I think they would. What about the Pacers? I don't know if Pacers did Pacers have the cap? I don't know. I know Tim. I know Timberwolves. I know Timberwolves do. Like I'm just, I'm just trying to work out fun places for them to go. Yeah. And I've got Denver, but that probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking of the Pacers, and if they're worried about Oladipo not coming back. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. The, I, the I, problem I, is, I, I don't know what Pacers cap is like. Yeah, okay. I know the Timberwolves do have cap, and yeah. Towns has come out and said in an interview recently that he would like. To play with Russell, um, and like that they they're probably wanting to try and get a hold of him in the trades, like not in trades in the dra- uh, draft, not the draft, free agency. That's the one. It's it's kind of like the draft. <sighs> We're doing that right yeah. in the draft. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think Towns. I think the way Towns are talking is that they are going full in for D'Angelo. I no. mean, the, I mean, also D'Angelo is only on the market if if Brooklyn renounces rights because they want to free up some space like it's he's it, not um, it's like you say it depends on what they want to do yeah. if they if they think they're getting Kyrie they renounce his rights don't they yes so unless unless you convince him to be the sixth man I don't know how you can do that I don't think that would happen do you think um, he would go up the Clippers just to mess with the Lakers it's not something I'd considered but if Kawhi's just, just, if so, Kawhi but if my argument would be that if Kawhi is going to the Clippers, is he going to give DeAndre Russell a phone call? Uh, probably 
if you look if you look at who's on there, you've got Kemba, you've got. It depends what Ky- it depends Kyrie. What, it depends what Kawhi wants. I mean, I to be honest, I don't know the Clippers. The, Clip- the Clippers roster is weird. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I do know it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because like there isn't a, it, it's it's like a lot of. It's a lot of B plus A minus players rather mm-hmm. than a couple of superstars. Mm-hmm. So if Kawhi gets there and goes. You know what an A minus player will work here. Mm-hmm. Then, like Russell, Russell's not the worst option in the world. No. But I think the two main parties that have been discussed for him have been Lakers and the Timberwolves. I mean, the Lakers will. The Lakers will need cheap bodies. Mm-hmm. Russell's not going to be cheap. No. So I think, and also, I. I would be surprised. I would. I'm always surprised when Ty goes back to a team that trades them. Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised when that happens. Yeah, so. we're gonna get into the. We are going to discuss the Lakers situation right now. Excellent. Um. So we'll run it. We'll go all the way back to when the trade happened yes. or the trade got announced. Yes. So, what are your thoughts on Anthony Davis going to the Lakers to join LeBron? Um. I think the Pelicans play this pretty much perfectly, mm-hmm. which is why I said that. Which what I said after the trade deadline is like you wait to the summer and see what the offers are, then you pick the best offer. Mm-hmm. And I can't work out who the Lakers were bidding against. Mm-hmm. I don't I, think they were bidding against anyone. So why did they offer so much? If they, if if you're the only party at the table, you you st- you don't start that high. Sure. My my argument is is that they have an inexperienced bloke running the place running running the operation and they were and and they were desperate to get him and they wanted to make sure that they were going to get him and the new and the pelicans played it perfectly by saying we want these guys anything less than that no I just like how the Lakers had to then make a second move because they messed up the cap space issue yes I just like I I'm not going to say Magic would have done it worse. But surely Magic would have done it better. <laughs> I think Magic would have done it better. I'm not entirely sure how much better you would have done it. But, like, that's... No. But it's... The, thing that's, the thing that's helped them out since that is that they've traded more people the, the, to the, Wizards. Yeah, the, they, they traded a couple people and Davis has... Has waved. Has... Um, Got a four million dollar appearance fee in Space Jam Two. Yes. So, <laughs> and has magically waived his no trade clause. Yes. Uh, um. So that that leaves them with thirty two million in cap space. I would just, but I would just go out and sign as many um, perimeter shooters as I could. Yep. As I could, like get get seven of them. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got LeBron and AD just so randomly shoot us on the perimeter that's your team mm-hmm. that's all you need mm-hmm. I, and I 100% agree that you need to fill the team out maybe buy a couple of defensive players get a few shooters in that's what you need the The problem is is that the reports are very much that they are going off they are going out for a third guy not filling out the team I mean like 
and I don't I don't personally think that they need to go get the third guy. I think the two guys they've got are good enough to go win that but league for them. The problem is, is we have no idea how LeBron's going to age. Yes. If LeBron is going to age badly, mm-hmm. then you need a third guy. Mm-hmm. Because then it's just Davis on his own, and then that's really good. Davis on his own, doesn't need to work. Mm-hmm. So you then... So I could understand them needing a third guy in case LeBron misses 20 games through a junior. Mm-hmm. So I, un- I understand it, but at the same point, mm-hmm. like, if, you, if you're... I th- it depends why a third guy, if it's just like an A-minus guy, mm-hmm. then there's a few of them out there that can make sense. Well, they've... There's a few names that have been banded around. People, there's a couple of players who've got meetings. There's and the top player that's got a meeting out of everybody is Kawhi. Kawhi's not going to Lakers. Kawhi's not going to Lakers, but he he's still giving them a meeting. So that just to laugh in their face. Probably. Um, <laughs> oh, but, the, how, but how amazing would it be if Kawhi went to the Lakers to say he's signing for the Clippers? <laughs> and because the Lakers are so inept, mm-hmm. they leak that Kawhi's going to the Clippers. Yeah, but oh, like be he's still this is the thing though he still has the meeting I know D'Angelo Russell has a meeting there's a couple of guys that they're looking at as well like I mean to me it doesn't to me it doesn't make much sense to add more to that because I think if you add enough shoot, if you add the right shooters in and you add a couple of those defensive guys to help out yeah, AD on the defensive you, end with, you'll with, be fine with LeBron and Davis, what you need, you need um, wing you, you need wing shooting, wing defending. Mm-hmm. So you go after as many wings as you can. And if, you, if one of them is, or who ends up being the third guy, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's all you can say about that. So in terms of, in terms of the trade... My view of it has been that both sides won. I think the Pelicans have got a very, very good deal. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that the Lakers had to do a secondary deal off the first one to make it actually work how they wanted to make you question what they were actually doing. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 ha- you have to factor in the Washington bar mm-hmm. into it because the Lakers went, ah, crap. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they 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 said yes, 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 and they got it. And I was like, I need to go. To, I like like you go you go shop you go shopping to make to make something, and you go. I, I I forgot the tomato. Like you do you do bolognese. Like I forgot the tomatoes. <laughs> like it's just like you you can't. Yeah, I know. I know. I understand that is a big factor in it, but I still think that LeBron gets the second guy that you wanted. The broadcast thing I wanted, I don't think the Lakers... I, I think if there was a different person charged the Lakers, they wouldn't have given up so much. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure the Lakers would. I don't... I'm not saying... I'm not One's probably the wrong wrong term. But, but they, they, they've, but, both, they've both benefited from the trade. They've both benefited from the trade because the, the Lakers are getting the second guy that they want. LeBron's getting the second yeah, guy that they, they want. Yeah, but it's got some more depth. You can't win, you can't, like, you can't win with two guys. No, 
But you you have the ability though to go get that depth. Yeah, but is that depth any better than what they already had? I'm not entirely sure. I think it will be. I will say I I don't. They still they still got Kuzma. They've still got the ability to go get a good squad with the thirty two million yeah. they've got left. I but don't think it's I don't think it's a case of that they've left themselves high and dry of it because I think that, that what they will end up with is will be good enough to go I compete. Think what what they, what they will end up with is a very short bench. And if LeBron doesn't get hurt then it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But if LeBron gets hurt, that is gonna show up very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's so you're you, you you're doing this backing that LeBron's gonna age fine and won't get injured. Mm-hmm. It's a Yeah. It, it's a gamble. Yeah. But taking it over to the Pelicans. But the Pelicans got some new toys. Yeah. But but if you look at if you I mean to be fair if there was a if for me if there was a team I was going to buy a a pass NBA league team pass for next season it's the Pelicans. You look at that team that's going to be the most one of the most entertaining if not the most entertaining team to watch to see how it plays out. I mean I think the Kings will be entertaining again as well but Pelicans yeah Yeah. Pelicans and Kings are. You've got Zion. Yeah. You've got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. He's amazing. You've potentially got Randall coming back. I don't know. He's he's another free agent, but whether he comes back or not, I think is not necessarily hundred percent crucial at this point. I don't think he will, but again, he's a potential option that may come back. You've then got Lonzo. Yeah. I think next season he might step up a bit. The thing is, Lonzo and Giroud is a perfect backcourt combination. Yeah. Because Giroud will, will play, Giroud will play point mm-hmm. with that, but will, will be like a point shooting guard, mm-hmm. and Lonzo works better off ball. Mm-hmm. So. No pun intended. Um, and and then you've got Ingram, you've got. I mean, there's just so it's, 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 there's so much to look forward to with that it team. Looks fun. Yeah. I, I, uh, and the thing is, I'm the Pelicans, the Pelicans have, I think, about twenty-eight million or something along those lines in cap space to go if they wanted to. Go I, get a guy if I, they wanted to. I don't think they. Should, I don't think they should do that. I think the only, the only place I would say they need to get might want to look into someone is a centre. That's the only. That's the only thing I would say they need to look at. If if we want to make this really fun, can we give them Brook Lopez? He's an option. I think Al Horford's another option as well. Yeah, all for good. Yeah, so um, just not. I'd probably say just don't get Demarcus Cousins. Um, yeah, that didn't work out last time after the Pelicans. No, <laughs> no. So yeah, so in terms of the grand scheme of things, I think we'll leave it there for basketball because I think that was a nice, good, chunky hour of good basketball talk. Well, good might be debatable, but it was basketball talk. <laughs> it was um, basketball, basketball. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that um, and we'll catch you in part three which will come to you very soon.